Tokyo again, yeah. Or Okinawa. Yeah, there we go. Okinawa is the one in this movie, right? They mentioned Tokyo a lot. <sighs> we can't go over it. We can't go under it. <laughs> Looks like we gotta go through it. So, hi! <laughs> Welcome behind the hype. With me, your host is always Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Chewy Darso. Hi. And Jonathan Hardesty. Never gets old, this. <laughs> I, I think that was our best one out of, yeah. all, out of all four weeks. That one felt the most mm-hmm. concise. But I also think this is the most awake Chewy's been. Well, I tried to make sure I didn't fall asleep in Corin's room this time. Yeah, that, that was that was very helpful. And he, of course, did the don't leave, don't leave, don't mommy. Leave. I'm like, honey, I, I got, I'm just gonna be in the other room. Don't leave. I'm like, honey, I'm not leaving you. For goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy's got a podcast. Stay all right? on the yeah. bed any, or stay on the floor anymore. Mommy has to talk about kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And space metals. <laughs> And space metals. It's space titanium, guys. Yes. Titanium's a type of metal. Yeah, yeah but do... it's space titanium. Sure. Yep. yep. It's the best kind of titanium. It's very shiny. It is. Except when <laughs> you actually see Mechagodzilla. It doesn't look as shiny anymore. No, no. When he shows up, it looks kind of a little dull. Yeah. Like, like a little they bit got... like nickel or something. Yeah, they got some dulling spray on him. <laughs> I feel like he should be just like blasting in front of everyone's eyes. Yeah, that's how he defeats Godzilla yeah, is by blinding can't, him. You can't see him. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so here we are, fourth week of Godzilla in the Toho Shora era. And uh, I've got to be honest, I'm be a little sad to see it go, but I'm also kind of ready to move on. <laughs> like I've enjoyed these movies and especially as somebody who watches a lot of stuff to podcast on a weekly basis having these nice 80 minute movies has been wonderful compared to next month it's going to be it, it will be oh, very sorely you, missed <laughs> we are we are unfortunately as a podcast going on extremes so yeah. we have <laughs> Sion Sono then we have these Showa era Godzilla films that are 80 minutes long and now we're going to the longest movies ever made Yep, uh, outside of Lord of the Rings and yeah, no, I, I'm gonna miss this. Like, oh, it's over already? Dang. Yeah. What, like, what am oh, I gonna I do in my evening? I need to prep for this week's podcast. I guess I can do it tonight. Now, I guess I can do it over the next three nights. <laughs> 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 but I, uh, yeah, this has been a really fun month, and it, it seemed almost fitting in a way uh, for somebody like me who's been theorizing that Mechagodzilla was gonna be in Godzilla versus Kong the whole fucking time. And then uh, the toys went and spoiled it, and now uh, the trailers are just fucking doing it, and it is Mechagodzilla. So we're ending our month with an episode that comes out the day after Godzilla vs. Kong, which is pretty exciting. So at this point, you could have already seen the glorious Mechagodzilla and whatever he is. I'm trying not to watch the trailers too much. But it's, yeah, uh, same, same. I've done I, a lot better job with that than you. Yeah, you've done a much better job. Corey and I just straight up watched the trailer while waiting for you to get dinner one day. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm oh. doing a pretty bad job of avoiding the trailer when I just watch it. <laughs> yeah, and for work I have to have the trailers for things too, so I can't avoid it. Can't go over it. Can't go under it. <laughs> just go through, go through it. it. <laughs> go through it. But it is fitting. I feel like, especially with how our month started with uh, Godzilla versus Kong, and it was monkeys, and then we got this with these aliens that look like monkeys. 
Yeah, ah, we're, we're bringing things around. The apes with a skin condition. They really do. It's like the uh, <laughs> it's like the Planet of the Apes from the second one where they've been uh, worshiping the nuclear bomb the whole time. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's those apes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't fare so well. <laughs> yeah. That's what you get for worshiping a nuclear bomb for years upon years, you idiot monkeys. Was uh, that people? Was it people? I thought it was people. I'm pretty sure it is people. The now monkeys are it. living above ground. Yeah, now that you're saying that makes more sense. Well, I haven't watched okay, that one well, in a while. <laughs> Beneath the Planet of the Apes is the one that I skipped the most out of all five, which is kind of ridiculous <laughs> because it's probably the second best one. But I really like it when they it start going s- off the rails. It had the more budget. I remember that. Like, wait, how many times did we just reuse the same shot? Does it have time traveling to the 70s where they then shoot a baby? No, then it's not for me. <laughs> hey. Right. Let me tell you about Stargate Universe. How much of a bummer that show is. It's not Planet of the Apes. Oh, sorry. That one's Escape from the Planet of the Apes. That is its own special version of a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, these apes you've been loving for all three movies. They're going to get brutally murdered. That's it. That's the whole story. Hope you have fun watching your favorite characters get brutally murdered with their child. Because they Whee! were back in time. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in a way, the, the plot of this movie makes sense why they would want revenge on the world in general. Yeah, yeah. If they'd seen that movie, I'd be like, "Yeah, fuck that movie. That fuck that world too." Um, I honestly don't know if this one came out first or. I, I believe this one came out before Escape from Planet of the Apes. I honestly don't remember I when don't all know. the Apes movies came out. But who cares? Why are we still talking about them? Because these guys kind of look like them. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> Ending John, now, John. Why don't you do a a quick breakdown of what what this this movie had in store for us? Because whoo. Oh boy. Um let's see. Where to even start? Um there's a <laughs> The the movie starts with a, a Anguirus. The I, I only knew that because of the caption he shrieks out and then it starts the the title screen of just like bam bam Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. And then we find this uh this guy, he finds this metal, this space metal. And there's also a prophecy that this dancer in a, a shrine shrieks out before fainting that the world's going to be destroyed by a monster but then there's going to be another monster teaming up with another monster to save the day and so then <laughs> there's it's also a delightfully this... vague prophecy monsters fighting oh. monsters but then a monster will come fight the monster with the monster to defeat the monster right you know, i mean what? if it were too specific it wouldn't be a very good prophecy right that's the rule of prophecies i guess yes yeah so then you see godzilla appear and start to wreck shit but he sounds weird and it's like what is going on this doesn't sound right did they change the the sound effects for him this doesn't feel right this feels weird and then it's revealed that he is actually not godzilla he's mecha godzilla and not only that he's being mecha godzilla is controlled by these aliens who live on the third planet from the black hole, and they want to use Mechagodzilla to conquer Earth because they've studied Godzilla. And so then a, a reporter, a muckraker reporter, and then, well, he's actually Interpol, and then another guy from Interpol join a professor. <laughs> and uh, 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 It was like ridiculously yeah. complicated. <laughs> yeah. As you see, as I'm starting to stumble through this, it's like a lot of people with various uh, motivations try to get to this place and stop the Mechagodzilla while also unearthing this um, creature called King Caesar, uh, who's a part of this prophecy. And he and Godzilla proceed to wreck the shit of Mechagodzilla in perhaps one of the most epic throwdown fights out of the movies I've seen so far. (laughs) 
it's pretty good. I still think I like the the one last week's a little bit better just because of the whole like gang fight. But this one is pretty great. Yeah. It, it just this... it's it's so much it's vicious. Like there's moments where like the Mechagodzilla tears Anguirus's face apart and like yeah like blood comes out and never, like this is a violent it's the only one. Godzilla movie that I remember there being blood really. Oh, there's blood in the last one when uh, it was Anguirus again when he was just chomping on Ghidorah's uh, one of his heads and he's just like a brief moment of blood. Yeah, this though. one was more gory. That one yeah. just kind of had blood. This was like straight up gore. Yeah. And I'm looking at uh, the director's uh, credits, which is interesting because he directed Son of Godzilla. Oh, this is the same guy? Yeah, same guy. Explains the comedy. Uh, and, and his love of reporters. And before that, <laughs> uh, I had been looking at some of the actors from this film last night, and I stumbled on this movie called Iron Finger, which looks like a Japanese version of uh, James Bond. And the director actually directed that too. Oh, that's kind of cool. So I kind of feel, and he, so I feel like he brought that sensibility into this movie because this movie really feels like it wanted to be more like espionage, spy type oh, yeah. thing, but in a kaiju alien movie. Yeah, when we're this deep in the uh, the Godzilla world, it is kind of interesting how they've like we need to keep the human story fresh. Yeah. Because the kaiju story can only go so far. It's men in suits beating the snot out of each other. Yeah. So we need to keep people in the seats. And that's kind of like, I enjoy that aspect of it. Like, I liked how last week's it was so much of just like, the world's at peace. And this is the ultimate space ranger. And look at him zoom around. And this one had like uh, spies and Interpol. And uh, it was a, just kind of zany. A female and... archaeologist. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Who really puts a guy in his place in the beginning, which is kind of cool. And then she doesn't really do that again. Nope, never no. once again. But that one scene was pretty cool. Yeah, when she just kind of giggles at him. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm here to do my job. <laughs> you stupid dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an archaeologist. You putz. Um, but it, it, oh, yeah, to it, me, it really speaks to this director going from Son of Godzilla to this. And then he also did uh, All Monsters Attack, Destroy All Monsters, Godzilla vs. Gigan. Oh, we've done a bunch uh, of this guy's movies. Yeah, so he... Three of the ones we picked. <laughs> So he is a seasoned Godzilla director, and he went on to, uh, he's listed as original material for Godzilla in 1984, which is one of my favorite Godzilla movies. I'm not really sure if that's just they referenced some of his previous films or whatnot. Yeah, probably. But I mean, yeah, he did so much, so he's like a... He's a Godzilla guy. Yeah, he's a Godzilla guy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And clearly... <clears throat> his name clearly. is... Uh, do Jun, your best. <laughs> Jun Fukuda. Fukuda. Jun Fukuda. Did the best we could. <laughs> I, I just don't know if that's phonetic or not. Yeah. Well, either way, we're a fan. So we, yeah. we, he just, you can edit around me stumbling on that. Maybe. <laughs> I'll do what I can. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think the big thing that stands out is just... I w- since this was my movie out of the movies we picked i was i was a little nervous like like i'm hoping this one at least lives up to the ones we've seen so far there's always that thought like okay maybe at a certain godzilla movie it peaks and then it just kind of becomes more of the same and boy was i wrong again i i I gotta get get used to this just being wrong every (laughs) every single week in godzilla week because everything was great and hilarious and funny and just fun like even the day for night shots i was laughing at this is so great having day for night shots but they weren't like, even 
They didn't even look like night at all. Not even no, close. No, not even close, which is why I loved them so much. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those moments where Chewie's like, why is the scene so dark? I'm like, I think it's supposed to be night. She's like, it can't be night. This is clearly daytime. There's clouds and everything. And they're like, it's been a rough night. I'm like, see? Night. Night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not even that it was dark. It just looked dull. Yeah, it just looked like they'd like put they like a... Like they in the color, but everything was still daylight. It's kind of like when you uh, you accidentally left your ND filters in the Bolex. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's a reference for all of 20 people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody oh. remember their ND filters? <laughs> I get that reference. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but just... Yeah. All- all these elements were so great together and just the time period, the style of music after you have the slam cut of the credits. Oh, it's so seventies. It's so seventies. It's so seventies. And it was, I wasn't expecting to laugh as much as I did and in a good way, not mockingly, but just this part was fun. This part was funny. This part was hilarious. The, the, the uh, archeologist telling the guy off who thought she was a reporter, like the delivery was great. The, the edges were so silly and rough and that was even before all the sci-fi stuff the aliens and the robots just... and let's not forget the lightning bath that godzilla takes when he gets a little injured mm-hmm. he just goes back to monster island he's like get me and he just gets shocked by like ten thousand bolts of lightning and he's good to go godzilla can move so fast he can get from place to place oh yeah and then he takes all that uh, electric magnet stuff that, uh, or the all the, uh, the lightning strikes, and turns himself into an electro magnet so that he can grab Mechagodzilla out of the air as he's flying away. Like this movie's and just beyond ridiculous. I was like, Wait, <laughs> since when does being a magnet give you telekinetic powers? Because it looks like he's got him on like an invisible rope, and he's like, "Get back here!" Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh. You, what? <laughs> and the movie, movie is so a gift weird. in that it, yeah, the movie's a gift in that it, like takes that scene and makes it last very a very long time. Oh, yeah. He's pulling, and he's pulling, and it's like, just more of this. More of this, please. <laughs> so Godzilla moved completely different in this movie than I feel like he moved in any of the other ones, where he was very much more human in the way that he moved his arms and everything. Yeah, I wonder if there's a different man in the suit from what where we have been watching, because I know you mentioned earlier, I haven't done a lot of research into who's ever been in the suit, but I know it's been very few people. It's... Majority of them have been just three different dudes. Yeah, so maybe this was the first time we watched somebody who wasn't the same guy. That's possible. Or maybe it was just, you know, the director knew that uh, with the tone of this movie, what he needed Godzilla to do. And he just kind of had the movements match the tone of the movie. Either way, I, I don't. it never bothered me. I did notice what you're talking about, but I was still kind of like, eh, I'm fine with it. I'm looking it up now. I figured. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, what, uh, while you're looking that up, the, something that stood out to me, and I caught myself with this, is an expectation of the genre. Like I've now seen enough to be like, Oh, I, I hope this happens in the movie. And it was what was, I mentioned it in the plot breakdown that when Godzilla first showed up, he sounded weird and it felt wrong. The movie started kind of feeling wrong. And I was getting a little worried in the beginning. Like I was kind of wrapped up in this with the people, <laughs> with the people in the story. But like, there was an expectation. Like I need to hear that Godzilla sound. And it was kind of a neat feeling, but like, like I felt like I was finally a part of this. And I I could bring some expectations to this and they could be played with a little bit. And like down to the sound design is, uh, I don't know, it that really stood out to me watching this. Yeah. And like there, I mentioned last week that I was the only person out of the, the three of us who had seen this movie. And within the first five minutes, I'm like, I don't think I've seen this. Like as soon as Godzilla had his roar, I'm like, I don't remember his roar being all different. And then as the movie's going, I'm like, 
maybe I watched a different one with Mechagodzilla because none of this is making sense to me. And then it got to the final fight, like that really awesome showdown with King Caesar and everything. And it's like, wow, this is just awesome. And suddenly it all rang a bell. So maybe I did watch it as a kid. And when I was watching it as a kid, I uh, I played with my toys when it was boring and the human stuff was happening and started paying attention when the monsters started fighting, which would make sense. But I thought I saw it in between then and now. And it, it really didn't ring a bell. Like the whole movie had me like, Ah, I don't remember any of this until that fight started. And then I remembered all of it. Like, I have vivid memories of Mechagodzilla doing that dive bomb thing, like, back and forth. And it's like, this this doesn't make sense. (laughs) He's too heavy to do that. Well, yeah. And then just, like, the way how aggressive he was in the movie, like, in the beginning, too. Like, there were things that I I was flagging for myself that was like, this this doesn't strike me as very Godzilla-like. Isn't he? He usually shows up. As sort of like, okay, guys, I'm going to get rid of this for you. Rawr. But, like, this wasn't happening that way. And it, it was a very immersive, like, sort of confusion that I wasn't expecting to get. Uh, this is his only Godzilla movie for the yeah, most part. Yeah, that's what yep. I'm looking at. It is a so different... I thought there was more guys that... I thought there was only three, but I guess there must have been more. Yeah, it looks like there's a few more. This was his only real time in the suit. Although he did make an appearance in uh, Final Wars. If you ever get to Final Wars, he is one of them. Um, no, we got that out of the way. I <laughs> there, it's, the thing that I'm reading says there was a total of four notable suit actors for ah. the five years, but there have been others, including this man. Did you say his name? I did not. Right. His name, the guy who plays Godzilla in this movie. I do have it right here, though. I could, yeah, I could help I you have out. Have to go back. It's uh. Isao Zushi is how I'm going to say it. Yeah, Isao Zushi. Yeah, uh, that was Godzilla this time around. We, we've uh, we've done a great job keeping this thread alive, and I've totally lost what we were talking about. <laughs> so since this one did feel a little bit different than the last, like the the first two, I thought felt very similar, like very samey. Like they definitely feel like they're in their own world. Uh, and then we watched last week's with uh, Destroy All Monsters, and then this week. Uh, with Mechagodzilla, and it definitely feels like it's still connected to those original two that we watched that were a little bit more rough around the edges. I'd say, like, the charm versus wow factor was more charm than wow, and now we're kind of getting a little bit more wow than charm, which I'm I'm, I'm definitely here for. Uh, but do you think I... Like, say that, that we were to keep going for another month, and we wanted to watch more and more Godzilla movies, and leave the Showa era, and go into some of the more crazier ones. Like, is this stuff that still is keeping you... I mean, I know Chewie's answer, but I'll still ask the question so I can let her articulate. Is this something that you think could have ran out of gas? Or, like, what kind of what you're afraid of, John? Or do you think this thing still has plenty left in the tank, and you'd want to keep diving into more? Huh. That's an interesting question because as I'm coming from this from a very new perspective, maybe, uh, maybe, but it's a matter of, of volume, really, because <laughs> really, we've hit four and I've liked all four a lot in succession, not one less than the other. So I have to think on that one to get a more nuanced answer, but I think it would ha- actually for me have a lot more steam than you might expect. Yeah. Uh, Chewie, what about you? I'll say my answer for last. Well, it's endlessly adaptable. Right. I mean, Godzilla started as an allegory for human destruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since then, Godzilla has become an allegory for nature versus humans. It's an allegory for fears and anxieties and then also just campy what-ifs. Yeah. 
it's kind of like Godzilla. It's kind of like zombie movies. Like he's ma- very malleable. He represents different things depending on who you are, and you can I mean, adapt it to a new story constantly to fulfill different anxieties. Like a uh, prime example would be what we did way back in the day with uh, after the hype with Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Like that one was now suddenly an allegory for a tsunami response. Yeah, and it's like, oh like, yeah, yeah. Can we come together and fight this? Yeah, it, like there is something. As you said, insanely malleable about Godzilla. And I think that's why, like, personally, like, I could keep talking back at Godzilla, but I think we've kind of said the majority of what we can say. We, we might circle back a little bit. But just as a whole, yeah, I I, uh, I would definitely keep watching more and more of these. I, I would say before we started this month and now even into it, I've, seen, I've probably seen, I don't have a number for you, but I would guess around half of the Godzilla movies. That would be, like, my, my, my safe bet. Um and I've never dis the only one I've ever disliked before I say I never disliked anything was Godzilla Raids again. And I still dislike Godzilla Raids again. I'm not gonna watch it. It's boring as fucking hell. Um But that says something. Like the only one I don't like is the the knee jerk we need to get a sequel out as soon as humanly possible movie. That makes sense. Um Whereas the rest of the films I I, I like that they can do uh, like this movie where it's like, well, let's see uh, Godzilla versus a metal version of himself with aliens and a monkey monster. Why not? And it's just like they have such charm and such character that even when they're not trying to say something about the world, it's still so enjoyable that it, it's mm-hmm. hard to say no to. But that said, I, I think you can. And now there might be a lot of Godzilla fans out there who are going to scream at me for this, but I think you can kind of you can dive a little too much into Godzilla. Like they do get a little samey if you spend too much time in the pool. But then they always find a way to bring it back. I'm just saying like from the idea of like, it, I would never do Godzilla on our other show, Binge Buddies. Like I would never want to watch all of them back to back to back to back to back to back. No, I feel like you'd start losing much. something. Yeah. In there. Like, cause all of these movies have uh, maybe not something to say, but like, like, you know, big world, something to say, but they're all something special. And I feel like if you were to kind of jam them all together, you kind of start losing that. And I think that's really what I've appreciated from doing this month was that we just did a really good snapshot. Like we just picked four out of a specific era of him. And like that just kind of gave us like a great, we got to see some of the beginning, some of the middle and some near the end. And it's like, yeah, this is a great way to kind of experience it without going too crazy with it. And yeah. And this concentrated way of like the snapshot was a great introduction for someone who's not versed in it and just as a good selling point, we picked some really good ones to sell the concept of this. Cause at this point, if there's one on like, I mean, I don't cable, but if I had seen one on like Filmstruck or TCM or something like that, uh, I would have watched it. I would just like today I would, I would watch it. If I see it, if I see one and I'm curious about it, I'm going to watch it. It's I'm interested in watching more of these, maybe not concentrated one after the other, but I think I see a Godzilla film that I haven't seen before on, on the screen as a choice. I'm going to go for it. Exactly. And that's a, I mean, if you listen to binge buddies this past Monday, you'll already hear me singing. It's praise is probably a little too much, but that's just another tick for HBO max for me. They have all the Snyder stuff, which is great, but they also have all the Godzilla movies, not all of them, but a really big uh, batch of them. So yeah, like that's how we watched all of these. And we all know all of them on DVD, but it's like, yeah, it's easier just to stream it. And HBO max had all of them. So it's, for somebody who's not really well versed in Godzilla, if you're out there listening, it, it is kind of cool. Like it's just kind of a fun way to dive in. They have all but one that we watched uh, on there, and then thousands more, not thousands, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Um, and it is just kind of fun. It's a really fun experience, especially if you're not aware of it. It's a, 
Like, it's not like the culture shock that I think some people might be afraid that it is. Like, it's just kind of... Godzilla really is for everyone. It's just kind of enjoyable while also being sad and scary, but yeah. never too sad or scary unless you're just watching the first one. And, or I guess 85. Yeah, and honestly, I would... kind of freaky, too. And for me, I'm always like, whenever I try to describe to someone who's never really into Godzilla and be like, you need, you need to understand, it's not just big monsters. Yeah. Like, that's not all that Godzilla movies are. There's a lot more <laughs> to them. Yeah, and I actually, as I've been watching these... I have been going back to like the, um, what was it, 2014 one, the uh, Gareth Edwards, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that Godzilla. I watched, rewatched that. And then I watched the King of All Monsters one or whatever, just to catch up because of the Kong Godzilla one coming out. And I'm like, oh, I, I see why they loved it and why they wanted to make these movies. I, I, I saw those elements and it, it gave me an appreciation, even if maybe one of the movies didn't work all that well for me. Um, was it King of All Monsters? Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was disappointed in that movie while I was watching it. Yeah, but like I could, I could articulate what was disappointing now that I had this language of what was so wonderful about these old movies, and just even being introduced to this, giving given a foundation for this. Like I already know what, like I'm probably going to have a good time with the new movie coming out because I have all this, I have this new history with this, and it's grounded me into sort of an expectation that's like, okay, well, I, I need to rewatch the Kong Skull Island one too again, just because like, oh, these guys are filmmakers who've watched these and have loved these, whether their movies have worked or not. They're using that same language. There's a lot of that, even in the trailers for some of these, you're like, oh, I saw this. Like <laughs> the Kong versus Godzilla trailer came out after we had just seen the original one for this yeah, first and month. Yeah, it's like, oh, wow, there's a lot of this movie in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, my God, I get it. The way they shoot, like the way they shot that, that was on purpose. All this stuff that they're doing is on purpose and trying to evoke that same love in a modern way. And I appreciate having that language to be able to um, reference with this. And, yeah, I mean, Chewie, you're right, too. It's just like you got to get what they're all about. It's not just the monsters. <laughs> Because I feel like that would that was the complaint that people would have in the modern ones. It's like, well, there's a lot of human stuff. And it's like, supposed yeah. To be. Yeah, supposed and to like, be. And then the complaint that I always see, especially of the Gareth Edwards ones, like, yeah, but the human stuff was terrible. And I'm like, have you seen any of the other ones? The human stuff is always terrible. It's campy. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. Sometimes but that's why you're watching it. Sometimes super melodramatic. Fuck, man. In Final Wars, the human story is that the humans are basically Power Rangers wearing super suits who have been designed to fight kaiju while humans. It's ridiculous. It makes no sense, but that's why it's fun. And I actually thought the Gareth Edwards one did a pretty good job with that. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. this makes no sense. Why would this one soldier be following Godzilla around the country? Like, nope, none of that makes sense. That's real dumb, but I'm still here for it. And that's just a reoccurring thing in Godzilla movies. Some of these people just keep finding their way under Godzilla's foot. Yeah. And And it's it's crazy to be like, how do they keep getting here? Well, and and then you... Go ahead, Oh yeah, you, and as you're watching this, something I've, I picked up this, these past few times is the way people look at Godzilla in the movies. Just the shots of their faces and how they react to him. And there's moments in the new ones where the characters actually get face-to-face with Godzilla, with the monsters, in both movies. And just, there's an interesting idea that sparked in my brain about just observing Godzilla and how that's changed over the years. But still there's an awe. We're still in need of awe of a monster that can either, that can be both terrifying and a salvation in a way. And just the awe and wonder of it. 
And that's what these characters are. These humans are doing that too. Like they're looking at this monster, like what is going on? And it helps contextualize all this other shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like, it, it becomes it's philosophical. It's a specific look where even whether or not they realize they're capturing that look, it's a look of like, you're not something that I can ever conquer but I can try to manage you. Yeah. <laughs> That's like well, the, yeah, even, the look um, of awe that the characters have to have towards Godzilla because there's you never beat Godzilla. You never really do. You just try to find a way to get him to go to sleep for a while. Yeah, you, you just... Hold on. Just, just, just chill. Just chill. Literally chill. Can you just be yeah. cold for an hour? <laughs> that in, well, even, yeah. even, even in the King of All Monsters one, which wasn't that good, I still re- reacted to the uh, Vera Farmiga and um, what's his name? the husband their faces when they looked at Godzilla and how they both looked at Godzilla very differently. Yeah. Her for control and his for anger and, and, and like almost vengeance. Like there was a different look to it. That was op- like opposite of everyone else in the whole series of Godzilla, how they look at Godzilla with on wonder he's angry at it. And I was like, Oh, even though the movie, I didn't like it. There were still those elements. Yeah. Yeah. And, I don't know. Like, it, with those characters, it's like your, their relationship to the natural world. Yeah. Are you seeking to control it, or are you seeking to, I mean, like you said, revenge, where it's just like, it's a different form of control, but it's, I lost my thought there for a moment. I think you still The relationship with yeah. chaos. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, so like, so knowing that the human element is so important, that's crucial with these old ones. It teaches you how to, how to watch these, and the important part is the human part. The and- and I'm sure we'll have uh, at least a little bit to say next week during our Zack Snyder month about what we thought of Godzilla vs. Kong, because I'm sure we're both going to watch it mm-hmm. uh, sometime this weekend. Um, oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's funny recording this now, uh, you know, in the past, <laughs> when the movie comes out in three days and this episode comes out in four days. Um but it is kind of interesting, like, just watching the trailer and seeing what Adam Wingard, uh, who I think is just, personally, I think he's one of those directors to watch. I don't think he's really knocked some people will disagree with me. I don't think he's knocked anything out of the park yet, but I think he has the capability to do so. Um, and, and I think this movie looks like it's perfectly in his wheelhouse. Like out of everything of his that I've seen, he really gets that like midnight movie campiness. And it looks like from the little bit that I've been able to let myself watch of this movie, like he's just honed that perfectly for Godzilla versus Kong. And I'm like, all right, this looks like something I want to watch. And it looks like finally that movie of his that, like, hopefully, I could be wrong, another reviews are sort of middling <laughs> on it, but they were for the Gareth Edwards one that I enjoyed too, so who knows. But I think this will be the one that finally kind of knocks him to the stratosphere, but we'll see. We will see. Because, I mean, I know this episode comes out on Thursday. I'm sure Chewie and I will be watching the movie tomorrow, as in Friday. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. the rest of the world, I'm sure, watched it yesterday. Even mm-hmm. though everybody says they don't like HBO Max and it's the worst streaming service, you all fucking have it. Mm-hmm. You all watch the Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not salty at all. No, no. I'm just gonna stay. You, you couldn't season a, a poor steak. Just gonna come to our side <laughs> eventually. Everyone's just gonna stop drinking the Kool Aid, and some people are stopping. They're they're putting their glass down and they're like thinking a little bit before they take more Kool-Aid. But. Yeah. I've seen quite a few people like, yeah. wow, Snyder Cut was far better than it was supposed yeah. to be. Our own uh, ATH member, Matt Dykes, messaged me today being like, okay, so the BVS Ultimate Cut is a vastly superior film. I had no idea. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Been saying it for years. Uh, all right, I feel like we're here. Uh, I think we have time to move into talking about next month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I no. just kind of accidentally started doing it. <laughs> I know. I feel bad. We didn't really talk about this movie all that much, but 
We've kind of had that problem with the last three movies. These movies are, are so fun, but they're also... As much fun as they are to discuss, they're more fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of, one of the, probably the first time we've had that happen, that, that little yeah. unique problem yeah. where it's like, we could talk about it till we're blue in the face and just repeat ourselves about how funny the reporter was or yeah. the day for night shots were or the Interpol reporter who was weird. and. Oh, like, for why, I wanted to add in that Interpol report, the Interpol guy. Yeah. He's like a Mary Sue of Interpol. Oh, yeah, he he's so good. He just knows where everything is. He's he knows how to so hit everyone. so good like, at his job. You're fighting aliens. How do you know all <laughs> yeah. the duo? All- yeah, he want, he's what job. I want to be when I grow up. He's what yep. I want to be when I grow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's you have to watch it though, and I and I genuinely like we don't we don't even need to ask the question. Would you recommend this to people? Because nope. I have continually recommended this to people since I've been seeing these movies. Since I've seen these movies, just one after the other, like get the set, get the set, buy the set because that's already guaranteed you're going to enjoy mm-hmm. almost every movie except for the yeah. second one, Brian. But <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. I'm sorry. There's still good things in it. It's just. Nope. It is a sequel to a masterpiece. <laughs> of course, it's not going to be able to stand up as well. It doesn't stand up at all. It falls flat on its face. <sighs> Boring slug. I'm going really hard against this one. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how I, you really feel. <laughs> I'd probably enjoy it if I had to watch it again. But we I just I want to watch the first Godzilla. It's been a while. That one we should. Re- that is such a good movie. Although there is a, like random five minutes of like pure silence while people are doing like science stuff and they're just like mixing things and it's like what? It's important. Important to them. I didn't need to watch all five minutes of it uninterrupted. <laughs> it's important. It's probably only like thirty seconds, but I was a child and impatient. Um, or sorry, <laughs> I am a child and impatient. Uh, which is weird since I like Godzilla movies. Who cares? Mm. Anyhow, next month again talking about weird that I say I'm impatient. Zack Snyder month. Um. Zack Snyder month, I think, is going to be a little bit different for us than uh, than the previous months. Now, granted, I think every month so far this year has been a little different mm-hmm. uh, than we did last year, but that's okay. Uh, for Zack Snyder, uh, Chewie and I have been pretty big fans, pretty much forever. I want to say ever since I've known you guys. Yeah, uh, I want to say I've been a pretty big Zack Snyder fan since I watched Dawn of the Dead, which I was like so vehemently never going to watch because how could anyone remake George Romero's masterpiece? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, that was pretty good. I think Running running Zombies are pretty stupid, but uh, otherwise it's a decent film. I'm like, uh, that, that's where I come from that one. The first Zack Snyder film I ever saw was 300. Another solid and movie. I was blown out of the water. Another solid movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've been fans a very, very long time. And uh, being a Zack Snyder fan is not the easiest thing in the world. He makes some movies that'll make you go... Come on, Sucker Punch. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it could have been a fuckload better. Um, but we'll, but also the popular consensus on that thing is big old fart noise. That, that's, yeah. the, that's the popular consensus out there, whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. There, there's a lot of that with Snyder. A lot of, uh, partially why even I agreed and brought it up too is like, we are in a, uh, an, era, an era that uh, doesn't like Zack Snyder. Yeah, whether like they for, admit it or not, I think they're not. No one's honest with themselves about it. But even a, even something that was as good as Justice League is grudgingly accepted as better, which tells you everything you need to know about kind of or at least where I'm coming from for this month. Of yeah. just, now I need to I need to explore this because there is something about him that uh, and we'll obviously get into this a lot next month. But there is something about Zack Snyder that is part of the main reason why why Chewie and I and John actually even agreed to do it. That is different than <clears throat> I would. I could honestly say any filmmaker working today, which is if he releases a movie, everyone is going to see it. 
and only yeah. because he made it. And whether they're watching it just to say how much they hated it or if they're actually curious if it's going to be good, his name being on a movie makes that movie an event in a way that every filmmaker wishes they could do. Yeah. And I've been to, to coming up with an allegory. It's not a perfect allegory yet about how Zack Snyder's your kink and you just don't accept it. <laughs> <laughs> there's people who embrace it and there's people who fight it. But y'all participate in it. But either, like, no matter what you think of him, and I, there's some people out there who are going to even disagree with this. This is a guy who has a strong voice, and he wields it in the the best way that he knows how. And that leaves people either pissed off or in love. Some very rarely in the middle of, like, it was fine. Usually it's either one of the best things I've ever seen or the worst thing I've ever seen. And that's art. That that is a that is a strong sign of an artist to me. Yeah. And it might be an artist you hate, and that's okay. And that that's my theme of next month. If you hate him because his art legitimately bumps you, that's an okay response. Yeah. If you're one of those people that looks at a painting that's pixelism or pointillism, and you go, it's just a bunch of dots. This is stupid. Well. It's I'm not sorry, for you. that art doesn't work for you. Yeah, and that, that's, But for other people, it's the most amazing thing in the world. Exactly. And I feel like Zack Snyder is one of the only directors working today that I can honestly say has that sort of appeal. It's either it works for you and it's amazing, or it doesn't and it's garbage. And I kind of want to get into why, if you're in the side of it's done, it doesn't and it's garbage, you feel the need to get your pitchfork ready and light your torch and go burn down the fucking world. It's a right. weird response because you didn't like a movie. That said, the exact opposite of the crazy Snyder fans who are like going after the stop Asian hate hashtags and that sort of stuff, fuck them too. Like they're the people who make you afraid to be a Snyder fan. So there's so much in this world and this cloud that we got to spend a month on it. We got to start a hashtag not all Snyder fans. Oh, God. Why not? <laughs> uh, unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Oh, wow. We're losing a lot I'm of I'm not on Twitter. So. <laughs> I mean, Why I does Twitter feed? But I don't ever use it. Oh, God. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> not all Snyder fans. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's interesting that you mentioned earlier about just the response to his movies. It's, I've never come across a movie of his that, I, that I've ever been just, oh, it's fine. I either like it or didn't like it. Like I've had, I had a very specific response in the positive or negative for his films, and there's a school of thought that says that that's better than having something that was it's okay or eh, that's fine. Yeah. That that there's a school of thought that says like it's better to have something that some people hate and people love, but having something that people are okay with is not great. And and, and whether as... I, I don't know if I agree with that a hundred percent, but it's a good barometer for me approaching this month too. That's definitely my school of thought, so that that's probably why I'm such a Snyder fan, or at least one of the many reasons. Um, but but it will be very interesting to kind of get into that whole, like, because the movies we're going to cover, there, there's going to be some that, uh, especially if we do Sucker Punch, that I, I'm not going to have a lot of nice things to say about. But that that's sort of okay. Like, I, I'm still of the mind of I'd rather watch the worst movie ever made that tried new things than the same old thing over and over again. Yeah. And you're, that's what you get with Zack Snyder. He's going to try new things. He's going to push an envelope. And it might fail. He might fall flat on his face. But he still tried more than anything that came out of the House of the Mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to get one dig in there at Disney, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I feel like the next, uh, uh, I feel like our follow-up to Zack Snyder month should be I'm nice to Disney month. Like, that'd be, like, the biggest whiplash ever. Because I promise in 2021, I'll have an entire month where I'm nice to Disney. Oh, my God. We can totally watch Disney movies that I love. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a nice to Disney month right after Zack Snyder month. We'll watch, Just to prove I can do both. We'll watch Hook. We'll watch Rescuers Down Under. 
end of list. <laughs> I know there's other ones. There's there's so many Disney movies. There's there's bound to be at least four that we can all agree on, if not thousands. That are not more. just the ones that everyone else still talks about. Yeah, I'm not fucking watching Inside Out. Um, <laughs> well, that could be the month where it's like it's the Disney that we liked that you wouldn't expect. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Or something along. Yeah, we'll, we'll like, put our own spin on it, but we'll still be nice to Disney. Disney. I, I won't be mean to Disney. I won't say a negative thing here or on Facebook. I will be nice to that company for a whole month. I promise. It's going to be fucking brutal for me. <laughs> hey, I have so many nice things to say about Rescuers Down Under. I mean, I'm going to be nice to the whole company. So I can't do like things like, yeah, Rescue Down Under was great. Too bad they fucking buried it like a bunch of bastards. See, I have to leave that stuff out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is where you leave it. You leave it at this altar here that was created by Mechagodzilla. There we go. You leave it at his feet, and he'll take it and shoot rainbow lasers at it and destroy it for that month. Perfect. Let's move into plugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Binge Buddies is all done with uh, with Alice in Zombieland, but our Alice in Zombieland finale has, uh, has still not come out and still not been recorded. If you listen this past uh, Monday, we did a nice little housekeeping episode where we kind of told you what's going on with that. We are going to try to get it out to you this upcoming Monday, but it might not happen again. Uh, it turns out having four podcasters in four time zones is a motherfucker to schedule. Um, but we're trying, and it will come out. And then uh, after that, we have tentatively titled Who, What, When, Where, and Why We Do in the Shadows, and I'm very excited to dive into that uh, immediately afterwards. John, right. what you plugging? Oh, you know, just a little podcast. I uh, am a dungeon master for called uh, Demon Days. It's an actual play podcast that we do, and... It's all about that demon life. And uh, we got our very own Brian doing uh, the voice of the narrator. Woo! Having a blast. <laughs> it, is a, it is a fun one to do. Yeah, uh, and, you, and, you'll, and just as a, as a little tease, the ne- there'll be a new episode out this week. And we got Brian saying, ew, again. Fucking ew. <laughs> Not once, but twice. <laughs> oh. Fucking ew. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to read the script yet. I'm very excited. Uh, and I put a bracket in there as a directorial note saying, have fun with this. Oh, boy. <laughs> I will. So, uh, so I just gave you a gift, and that, <laughs> both Brian and the audience. So yeah, that, check out our show. It's great. That, that'll be a good one. My, the Bullywug voice has creeped its way into most of my son's bedtime stories now. Whenever I have to do like a dragon or something, it's just the Bullywug. Hmm. <laughs> nice. It happened again tonight. Oh, brave and noble swine! It's very fun. Um, I mean, it's everything, right? Unless you want to plug the end of Superstore again. That happened yesterday. So no. No, two days. Whatever. Whatever. Last Thursday. So no. Superstore's done. Don't miss it. <laughs> Tune in next week for not not Superstore anymore. Yeah. Bye, Superstore. Bye. You were nice. You were good to us. Yep. If only one more year so we could have better time of porting a house, but. Not everything works out perfectly. Not everything works perfect. We... We'll make it work. All right. Should I say goodbye? Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.